Okay, well, we've all heard this saying. Ready? That's where you separate the men from the, from the boys. Anyone know where that phrase originated? Army. World War II. Oh, you play Jeopardy. <laughs> okay, so the phrase originated World War II. Earliest known use is 1943. It was used by American pilots leaning out of their cockpits, observing beach landings while under fire in the Pacific Islands. Okay, so that would definitely separate the what? The men from the boys. Their life is on the line. They're under enemy fire. Well, tonight we're going to learn how to separate a Christian from a pliable or true believers from phony believers. We've begun our journey to the celestial city with what is his name? Christian, the pilgrim, right? And he's fled the city of destruction. The burden of sin has grown heavy on him. Evangelist has pointed him down to the wicked gate or the the narrow gate, all right? And uh, obstinate and pliable. Two men have come out from the city of destruction to bring him back, to convince him he's lost his mind, he's being foolish, come back to the city of destruction. Pliable has listened to the words of Christian, though. Obstinate, Stubborn, angry, leaves him. Pliable has heard the word of God given by Christian. And he has decided that he's had a change of heart. That he wants to go with Christian now to the celestial city. So how exciting is that? When you see someone who has a change of heart and, and, and they're thrilled to be a part of this journey uh, to the celestial city. Sadly and suddenly, both of these men fall into the slough of despond, okay? It's, it's like a bog. Spurgeon put it this way. They had been talking too much, praying too little, and paying no attention. That's where you and I fall into the slough of despond as well. When we do a lot of talking, we're not doing enough praying, and we're not paying attention in this Christian life. Well, let me just continue the account of John Bunyan's classic Christian, uh, on the Christian life. And I'm going to read you a portion of it tonight before we jump into a passage. Now, I saw in my dream that just as they had ended their talk, they drew near to a very miry slough that, that was in the midst of the plain. And they, being heedless, did both suddenly fall into the bog. The name of the slough was Despond. And here, therefore, they wallowed for a time, being grievously debobbed in the dirt. And Christian, because of the burden that was on his back, began to sink in the mire. Then said Pliable, ah, neighbor Christian, where are you now? Truly, said Christian, I do not know. At this, Pliable began to be offended and angrily said to his fellow, is this the happiness you've told me all the while of? If, if we still have such ill speed at our first setting out, what may we expect twixt this and our journey's end? May I get out again with my life? You shall possess your brave country alone for me. And with that, he gave a desperate struggle or two and got out of the mire on that side of the slough, which was next to his own house. So away he went, that is pliable. And Christian saw him no more. Jesus spoke about the pliables in this world and the pliables at times that we run into. And they are men and women who seem to follow for a time and then fall away. Some of which we never see again. Jesus though likened them to a type of soil and Jesus taught 
about four different kinds of soils. So I want us to look at these soil samples tonight. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And we're going to see some soil samples. Now, up until this time, as we've been studying Christian and Pilgrim as, as he's going to the celestial city, we've been doing a lot of topical uh, um, uh, sermons and messages with a lot of different verses. And what I told you the first night, there would be some times when we'll just focus on one passage and not look at a lot. Tonight, we're just going to focus on one passage. And I want you to see pliable in the parable. And that's what I've titled the message tonight, pliable in the parable, and we'll see other people as well. The passage, though, I want to read to you is Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 4. Luke 8, starting in verse 4 through verse 15. When a large crowd was coming together, and those from various cities were journeying to him, that is to Jesus, he spoke by way of a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and he was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky soil. As soon as it grew, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and and choked it out. Other seed fell into the good soil, and it grew and produced a crop a hundred times as great. And he said these things, he would call out, he who has ears to hear, what? Let him hear. His disciples began questioning him as to what the parable meant. And he said to you, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those beside the road are those who have heard and the devil comes and takes away the word that from their heart so that they will not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy and they have no firm root. They believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. The seed from which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard, and as they go their way, they're choked with the worries, riches, and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the seed in what? The The good soil. These are the ones who've heard the word in an honest and good heart, and hold it fast, and bear fruit with perseverance. Finding pliable in the parable. The first thing that I learned from this parable is this. It's not the crowd that counts. Say that with me. It's not the crowd that counts. It says in this passage, verse 4, this is a large crowd. We get really excited about large crowds. Can I tell you something? Jesus didn't. He didn't. This is a large crowd and they're from various cities and they're journeying to speak, to see him and be be a part of him and, and learn from him. And then what does he do? He speaks in a parable. Why? Because Jesus doesn't mind thinning out the crowds. He wants to know who his true followers are. He doesn't mind thinning out the crowds. Can I tell you something? Once in a while, I will preach a very hard message and I know people won't like it. Guess what? That's okay. It's okay to preach the word of God, to preach hard truth, all right? And, and it's okay to thin out the crowds as well. I saw a quote today by uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. I actually saved it on my phone, and, and I just liked it so much, so I'm going to find it for you. Here it is. My dear brethren, do not try to make the gospel tasteful to carnal minds. Hide not the offense of the cross, lest you make it of non-effect. 
the angles and corners of the gospel are its strength. To pair them off is to deprive it of power. Toning down is not the increase of strength, but the death of it. That's good. Jesus spoke hard words. At one point in Jesus's ministry, if you remember, there were large crowds following him. And you know what then he said? You got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And it says people didn't like it. I guess not. It was a challenge to understand what it meant to follow Jesus and to partake in in him. So the first thing I see here and that I learn here is is that it's not the crowd that counts. And a lot of people doesn't necessarily mean a lot of followers. A lot of people does not mean necessarily that there are a lot of followers. So finding pliable in the parable, that's the first thing, not the crowd that counts. Secondly, not everyone will understand spiritual truth. Not everyone will understand spiritual truth. And we see this in verse five through eight as Jesus gives this parable and he says, he who has ears to hear, what? Let him hear, okay? And the disciples have questions. They begin questioning him and what does this mean? And he says, to you, it's been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest, it's in parable so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. He knows their hearts. He knows the hearts of people, okay? Some have been granted the mysteries, some have not, okay? Praise God you have, that you understand, and I'm assuming most of you do, that you grasp spiritual truth. Here's where we're going to camp out tonight. It's not the crowd that counts. It's not everyone will, not everyone will understand spiritual truth. Here's the third point. Not all soil is good soil. Say it with me. Not all soil is good soil. There are plenty of pliables among us. There's plenty of pliables in the church on Sunday. They're here every single Sunday. They're sitting with us in there. They, they think they're believers. They act like they're believers. They're not. That is another reason why I always will share the gospel every single sermon. And you may sit there and think, I, Pastor Scott, we've, we've shared the gospel. I'm sharing it every Sunday I, just because I know there's going to be unsaved people there. And uh, it's just too important to do that. Sure. Well, Dale, I'm hoping you get saved. I keep doing I'm just kidding. <laughs> because I, we know there's unsaved. You say, amen. That's right. We want him saved. No, but, but we do need to preach the gospel. We do. And so I'm going to do that because I'm going to stand before God someday. So we, we need to give the gospel. But thanks for that encouragement, Dale. Um, so, so let's go into this. Okay, look at verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of what? The word of God. So the seed is being sown. Anybody else have a bird feeder? You love feeding birds. I love feeding birds. It's one of the simple joys in life. I feed up my bird feeder and there's cardinals and other kinds of, and the squirrels and everything else out there. I just, I just love it. I, I love feeding birds. Guess what? I love feeding souls. I love feeding souls. I, I, God's called me to teach. He's called me to preach. So I do that on Sundays. I do that on Wednesdays. Uh, I do that on Friday. Every other Friday, I have a Bible study with a group of men. I, we're going through the one-by-one study. I, I just, I love doing that. The seed is what? The word of God. And so we, we see in, in this allegory from John Bunyan that Pliable receives it, supposedly. He, he's excited about the word. That's what we think. And now we get into the different kinds of soil. Look at verse 12. Those beside the road, when you think road, don't think our road. He's not talking paved asphalt roads, okay? He's talking a footpath. 
He's talking a beat down, trodden dirt path that people walk on. Okay. That's what he's thinking. And so the sower sowing seeds, some of it goes on the road. It's going to sit on top of that hard beaten down footpath. And, and immediately what are the birds going to do? They're just going to eat it right up. And so, so the, it seems like they hear it, but it doesn't make any difference. And it stays on the surface of their heart is where it stays. And so that hard path is likened to a hard heart and it makes for easy pickings of the enemy. I want you to understand the forces of hell seek to prevent truth from taking root. The forces of hell do not want truth to take root in the hearts of men and women. And so there's a spiritual battle going on against salvation. There's a spiritual battle against belief. Um, I ran for the first time in two weeks on Monday. I've had an injury and I ran down in Sawiki. How many of you know where Sawiki Park is down by the river, uh, the Orchard Road Bridge? And I, I just love running trails. It's just therapy to me. And I'm out there. Man, there are mushroom hunters everywhere right now uh, looking for the morale mushrooms. Well, I'm running along the path and the, there's a bike that's down and I don't see the guy. And then I see the guy. He's out in the woods. He's not using the bathroom. OK, he's mushroom hunting. And then I get to know Brian. I strike up a conversation with Brian. He's a retired chef and he's telling me all the things he's going to do with the mushrooms and he's going on and, and I'm talking about God here and talking about God there. And I finally got an opportunity just to share the gospel with him in a gracious way, a nice way. He didn't have the time of day. He had no desire. So here is Brian on a hard footpath with a hard heart. And that's exactly who he was. And that's who he was, this, this beside-the-road soil. Next, we see this rocky soil. So you have roadside soil is the first kind. Then you have rocky soil. These are the ones who hear, they receive the word with joy. Who does that remind you of? Pliable in the story. They have no firm root in, for, in themselves, believe for a while, in a time of temptation, they fall away. So there's this initial joy and excitement with people. That's why we got to be careful when people truly, when they trust the Lord as their Savior, when we lead them to the Lord, we got to make sure they actually, actually, they really understand what's going on. Because there is such a thing as easy believism. And, and we've got to be careful that we don't have fake or false converts who we encourage. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're really saved when they may not be. So we've got to ask those diagnostic questions. If you were to die today, why, why would God let you into heaven and things like that to really find out if they're truly, truly saved? Because there's some people, they'll, they'll be real inclined just to pray with you right away. But they're, they're not sincere. So we've got to do our due diligence on people as well. Because there's some people, I like to call them Tony the Tiger religion. That's great. You know, they're, they're all there and they're excited and we're excited. We're so excited that they want to receive the Lord. We just better make sure they truly understand and that they have truly received the Lord. Because this guy here, he's not a true convert, this rocky soil guy. It says there's no firm root. They believe for a what? For a while. And then in time of temptation, they fall away. So there's no firm root. There's no depth of root. There's shallow belief is what it is. And it says here they believe for a while. So, so they're touched, but not transformed. They're charmed and unchanged. That's who these people are. 
um, I started one-on-one discipleship with a guy named Max, oh, months ago. And I think we've met five to six times now going through the one-by-one Bible study, one-by-one Bible study, growing like a weed, growing like a weed, learning so much. Last two weeks, I haven't got a text back from him. He's nowhere to be found. What's going on with him? I don't know if he's truly good soil. Now, he may be. I know there's some things going on in his life, though, that shouldn't be going on. And so I don't know if he's a prodigal away from God or if, hey, there was joy at first and now he's not there. So I'm, I'm still praying for him that, that God will bring him around and that he's not applicable. But there are some people, it says here, the problem is temptation. In the time of temptation, fall away. So all of a sudden, there's a love for sin more than salvation. That's what happens. There's people who don't want to give up their sin, true? You and I struggle with sin at times. We don't want to give up our sin at times. If someone is truly not saved, they don't want to give up their sin, all right? And so they may be infatuated with this temporary thing of religion over loving what's eternal salvation, So there's roadside soil, there's rocky soil. Then there's a third soil, the thorny soil. It fell among the thorns, this this seed. And, and, And these are the ones who've heard, and as they go their way, they're choked with the worries and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. Now, seed that goes among the thorns is not a healthy place for it to be. True? Too much competition. It's going to get choked out with all the weeds and all the thorns. And, 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 and it says here, they hear, but not really. And this says, as they go their way, they're choked out with three things. The thorns of worry. So there's anxieties. Why am I going through this? Why has God allowed this? And they're just worried about everything. And then there's the thorns of, of, of money whether it's greed for money and business and building their business and having more and more money and possessions and coveting things, or it could be worried about money, worried about money. And then there's the thorns of pleasures. It could be sinful desires that they have carnal fleshly desires that are drawing them away from God. Or it could be the pleasures, just a preoccupation with hobbies, sports, Things you like to do that consume your time and take you away from what's eternally important. Can I tell you something? This doesn't just happen for unsaved people. This happens for Christians. Do not allow the word of God to be choked. Your worries will choke the word of God out of your life. Your, your greed your covetousness. You're wanting bigger, better, newer all the time will choke the word of God out of your life because your priorities are messed up. Your pleasures will choke the word of God. Habitual sins, things you struggle with, or it could be good things, a hobby that you have. I I enjoy running. That could choke out time in God's word. That could keep me from reading the scriptures. 
growing in the Bible. Be careful that there's nothing in your life that is taking time away from your time with God. Do not allow the word of God to be choked out. It could be choked out in keeping you from coming to church. Choked out in keeping you from your devotions. Things like that. It says here though, for this guy, it brings no fruit to maturity. I have a forsythia bush. Anybody know what a forsythia is? It's a beautiful yellow flowering uh, shrub. In the, it's one of the first to bloom in the spring. And I have one in the backyard. It doesn't bloom anymore. It's been choked out. It's been choked out with other trees and other shrubs around it. And so it doesn't get enough sun. Can I tell you something? When you don't get enough sun, you get choked out. Make sure you're spending time with the son of God. If you're going to bloom, you've got to spend time with Jesus. Okay. Now, roadside soil, rocky soil, thorny soil. Let's get to the good soil. All right. Look at this. Verse 15. Seed fell on the good soil. And these are the ones who've heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. Now, now we're, we're, now we're talking, we're taking it in. Okay. And, and, and there's four kinds, the rocky and the road and the thorny, but this is the good soil. And what does he say about it? They hear, they hear the word and it's with an honest heart, with a good heart with a sincere heart. That's how I, I want to encourage you. And obviously you're here on a Wednesday night. That shows you have a sincere heart to hear the word. Continue to cultivate that sincere heart. When you come into church on a Sunday or a Wednesday, pray before you come. Say, God, I, I want to hear from you tonight. I, I need to, to know your word. And so seek the Lord that way. I've, I've been reading through 1 Samuel right now with, with little Samuel and he's in the temple and, and God is speaking to him and he doesn't even recognize it. And, and then Eli tells him, next time you hear the voice of the Lord, you say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And that's how we need to be when we open up the Bible. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Come to listen with that sincere heart. And then it says here, they hear the word with an honest and good heart and they hold it fast. Hold on to the word of God and, and treasure the word of God and embrace it and receive that seed. And, and then it says they bear fruit. And, and in other passages, parallel passages tell us some, what, 30 and some 60 and some a hundredfold. I want to encourage you to be bumper crop Christians. Be a bumper crop Christian and bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Okay. And, and then it says this, they bear fruit with perseverance. Is the Christian life always easy? No, 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 no. It's hard. There are times you're not going to want to bear fruit. There are times you're not going to want to serve the Lord. Guess what? Serve him anyway. There's times I don't want to preach. <gasps> yeah, there are. And guess what I should do anyway? Preach because in season and out of season, I'm called as a pastor to preach the word. Doesn't go by my feelings. Living the Christian life cannot be based on our feelings or we won't be living the Christian life. Living the Christian life must be based on our faith founded on the promises of God, living them out. You and I need to persevere. 
And so when someone says something about you and you want to get all upset and throw a pity party, persevere, grow up and work through it. And, and when you're going through a trial and finances are bad or your health report is bad and God is testing, he's testing us and he allows us to be tested to strengthen us, to cause us to endure and we know those passages and, and grow and endure and mature and place our faith in him and our hope in him. So we can give thanks for those times in our life as well. So bear fruit with perseverance. I, I don't know who said it, but I like how they said it. And just to kind of wrap up the four soils, listen to this roadside soil seed is sown on, but not in that's roadside. It's on, but not in. Rocky soil, seed went on and in, but not down. Seed went on and in, but not down. Thorny soil, seed went on and in and down, but not up. It went on and in and down, but not up. Good soil, went on, went in, went down, and what? And it went up. So let's go up for the Lord because it's not the crowd that counts. Not everyone will understand spiritual truth and not all soil is good soil. So be the good soil. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for teaching us these parables that you've given us truth to sink our teeth into. Help us to persevere with good fruit. Help us to live this out and be bumper crop Christians. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen.